welcome to Bring Your Own, a catch-all bookish most of the time podcast. I'm Brandy. I'm Kendra. And I'm Kayla. Today, you paused way too much that time. That was you. That was you. That was you. It's you every time. Oh my god, you're such a liar. <laughs> Kendra, it was you. <laughs> it was literally you. Anyway, continue, Brandy. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Literally never be. Um, t- it was! It was you! <laughs> I'm just laughing. <laughs> um, okay, if you guys say so, anyways, whatever. In honor of Father's Day, we are bringing our own dills. So today we will be talking mm-hmm. all things daddies in books. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. can't wait. But before we jump in, so excited. What are you guys reading? What are you guys drinking? Um, I am drinking iced coffee that I made at home. I use different creamer. I use oat milk creamer that tastes like an oat milk cookie oat milk does it taste like water not oat i mean a little bit but not as much but guys i saw this thing and it was like oat milk makes your boobs grow and i'm like oh i gotta i gotta stop (laughs) um gotta stop yeah i don't want i don't want them to like i don't i don't want them to grow i think mine are fine every day yeah i don't like because mine won't grow the way I want them to grow. They'll just grow down. And I want them to be, like, I want them to be, like, perky and nice. Like, I just want to wake up one morning and they're, like, up, You but know how not. people are, like, they sit so pretty. And I just have to live with the fact yeah. that nobody's ever going to say that about me. Nobody's no. ever going to say they sit so pretty for me. Mm-hmm. Like, same. This is, like, kind of self-deprecating. But, like, do you ever look at, like, a dog that, like, gave birth? <laughs> no. I, like... I sometimes look at a dog and I'm like, why why are we twinning? Like that's really sad. <laughs> but that's what I'm that's what I'm drinking. Um I will be throwing out my oat milk if that is true. And in terms of reading, I'm listening to Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. It's okay mm-hmm. so far. Um the pacing in this book is like wild, like really weird. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not like really feeling the connection between the two because it was kind of like thrusted upon us. Like I didn't, we didn't walk into this relationship. It just like happened. So listening to that. And then I started this book called Nemesis by, I saw a really cute fan art for it on Instagram. So mm-hmm. let me download it. It's Nemesis by, I don't know the author's name, Soraya. Sir, yeah, Soraya. But guys, I have been DNFing books left and right. I have mentioned that I'm reading so many books on this podcast. They're nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah. Once, like, I post my tracker. Like, I don't know what's wrong with mm. me, but will, will I continue with this book? Who knows? I don't know. It's been a weird reading time for me. Nothing's mm-hmm. captivating me. I want to be taken away, swept off my feet. Like, it's just not working, guys. I'm really down bad. It's not fun. I feel you. I was sitting there Sorry. like... February, March. It'll come back, I promise. Hopefully. Kayla Ann. Um, I am drinking my tried and true Coke Zero, but this is a cherry vanilla Coke Zero. So Ooh. I'm different today. Yeah, very different. Um, and I'm reading okay, I'm reading two books. I'm reading physically The True Love Experiment by Christina Lauren. I'm really liking it. It's so cute. Okay, I'm I, I'm, I don't think I'm in a reading slump like Kendra is, but I'm taking forever to read books right now. I don't know what it is about me. Like, usually I can finish, like, a typical romance book in, like, two days. No problem. Um, I started this one Tuesday. It's currently Saturday, and I have not finished it yet. Um, I'm, well, 
I'm like 75% in right now. I'm like just at the conflict right now. But I'm really liking the book um, so far. I really like the tension between Fizzy and Connor. I really like, I really like Fizzy. She's so much fun. Um, So I'm really having a good time with that one. And then I'm also listening to this really long literary fiction book. I mean, I say really long because like I said, right now I'm just taking forever to read books. So it could just be me. It might not even actually be that long. It's called Hello Beautiful by Anne Napolitano. It's a new to me author, but I saw it like in Target like a while ago and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And I don't read literary fiction often because usually it's like really sad, really emotional, takes a lot out of me. Um, And I, so far that is correct about this book. It's very sad. It's very emotional. Um, (laughs) It's basically about this like, this guy who grew up in a rich family but he was very his parents were very neglectful anyway he marries into this other family full of of uh young women four women and basically it's just about like their life like the struggles that they go through and lots of uh depression and anxiety and uh things going on in each other's lives anyway it's really good so far it's just very sad so just keep that in mind if you ever decide to go into that this is why i read romance books because they make me a lot happier (laughs) but but it's still good so that's what i'm reading amazing so on brand for you to be reading the true love experiment on our dilf day (laughs) correct yes connor is a single dad (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I really liked Connor in that book too, but Fizzy carried that book. So I enjoy her a lot. I'm doing mostly just audio this month because I just haven't had a lot of fun like eyeball reading recently. And I was beating myself up about it uh, a couple of weeks ago where I'm like, oh, like I'm just doing audiobooks and I feel so bad about it. And, and I was like, that's weird of me to be thinking that way. Um, so then I just like, it like literally pulled me out of a reading slump, stopping trying to force myself to read physical books. Like I'd now I've, I'm having a great reading month with just audio. And I'm also, I already texted Kendra and Kayla about this, but please clap. I finally started using library apps <laughs> for my audiobooks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and it's already saved me like $45. Yeah. Because <laughs> my last three audiobooks that I've listened to were on audiobook apps. Um, so right now I am re listening to Juniper Hill. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. What's new? You, yeah. So yeah, I'm re listening to Juniper Hill for the billionth time, but I also just finished my reread of Ignite by Melody Harlow, which I did on audio this time because I read it the first time and the audio is so good. Stephen Dexter it's is so, so good. good. And those kids are my favorite fictional kids that exist. Like Hallie and Luna from Ignite are so fucking funny. And like Melanie wrote them so well. And Stephen Dexter voices them so well. So I highly recommend that one on audio if you're looking for if you're looking for a dilf book after we get done. You really should. It's you like you really need to do that one. It's it's really good. It's like a really it's solid so four point two five for me. Like I I really enjoy that book. Like it's a little silly goofy at times. Okay. Um. But down for that. It's yeah. Just but low stress, fun. Yeah. yeah she's a like one. a love junkie. That's like that's how you're introduced to her. She like falls in love really really easily. And I just think that's so funny because like in romance books, oftentimes it's like they've never felt this before. You know what I mean? Like that is not Winnie. Winnie's like falling in love with people like every other day. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was cute. Uh, and so yeah, 
even better the second time, even better on audio. Highly recommend. Um, and it fits the theme of the episode. I was almost going to talk about Ignite today. I was almost going to talk about Dex. Changed my mind last minute. <gasps> you but, did? Wait, who, who are you talking oh, about? Who? I'm going to talk about Meyer from Funny oh. Feelings. Yeah, he's good too. From what? Yeah. From Funny oh, Feelings. Oh, from Funny Feelings. Okay, cool. Cool. Maybe this will convince you to try it. No, I, I want to. I want to. I want to. Oh. I want to. We'll talk more about it in a second anyway, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys, why do you think people value Mother's Day more than Father's Day? Like, even at my job when we're, like, doing content for, like, holidays, everyone's like, oh, let's always do stuff for for Mother's Day. And then Father's Day comes mm. around and they're like, mm, no. <laughs> I'm like, as a daddy's girl, I love my dad. I'd love to celebrate him. Mm-hmm. I'm also a daddy's That's just, like, girl. crazy to me. Me too. Yeah, I love my mom. I, but I think like probably okay. If we're gonna, I'm sorry, I'm about to get on my soapbox. I think it's because a lot of the only ways that mothers are appreciated are on specific days that are designated like time for women mm-hmm. to be appreciated, especially mothers whose labor is like implied in a lot of mm-hmm. like societal situations, right? So. It's like, oh, Mother's Day, we have to go all out for your mom because we're not doing anything else for her for the rest of the year. (laughs) Um, Which is probably why, like, corporate places go that hard. I think it's also interesting because, like, we've talked about this before. We're like, why do we tend to, like, fawn over single dad romances more than single mother romances? Mm -hmm. Because, like, just the a single mom is, like, or, or just a mom is, like, a very, I don't quote-unquote like normal thing like you're a mom you're expected to do all these things where it's like a dad you're like oh my god brushing so good hair, with guys. bare minimum oh my god. you know what I mean like that's just what so when they're literally doing the bare minimum we're like fawning over it you know um yeah we're all yeah. three of us are so lucky to have dads that we really love and that are mm-hmm. so important to us that I think it, it it's it is sometimes like damn like let me appreciate my dad um yeah yeah, because yeah. I was like, Mother's Day always gets, like, so much love. Like, oh, like, don't forget the flowers. Like, mm-hmm. celebrate moms and, you know, the moms that also yeah. have to be dads. And I'm like, okay, but what about the dads that have to be mothers? And then I'm like, Kendra, am I just, like, am I just, like, such a menist sometimes? Where I'm like, men, 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 men. Like, support men. Um, like, you're, you're not wrong, though, because Jared and I were out of town on Mother's Day and I, like, the first thing I did when I woke up was, like, oh, my God, I need to talk to my mom right now. I got her a gift, and I, like, sent it to her house prior. But then I, like, later during the day, I was, like, did you text your mom, Jared? And he's, like, no. And I was, like, you need to text your mom. You need to text your mom right now. Like, I thought, like, she was going to, like, think that he she hated her or he hated her or something like that. You know, so <laughs> text him immediately. So I was, like, worried about that. But, like, like it's, like, yeah, Father's Day comes around. I'm, like, oh, yeah, I should probably text my dad, you know? so weird yeah I'm not sure yeah you're so right though because like Mother's Day we would always like go out to brunch and see my grandparents and stuff and Father's Day was like usually just like a low-key event for my family my dad also just like like, leave dad alone yeah my dad just like also hates public spectacles about him he hates gifts like Christmas is his worst nightmare opening gifts in front of other people he hates it um so he was always like, please don't look at me. I prefer to not be perceived, you know? Yeah. My dad is the type, he's like, don't get me anything. Like, don't get me anything. Like, please just like, don't get me anything. Like, like you're my daughter. Like, that's a gift enough. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
like help me out a little bit yeah he's like very selfless as a person so like he doesn't react i mean like he he loves getting gifts but like he genuinely is like he rather give than receive mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know like i just have like daddy dad of the year which is so funny because i fucking love dilfs right but i don't have daddy issues and so mm-hmm. literally madison was like why do you like love like all these like older men like so much like that just like doesn't correlate to me because like she doesn't have the best relationship with her dad so you would expect her to be the one like constantly chasing like that like stereotype of mm-hmm. girls having daddy she's always going after the older ones um but i don't know it's just something about like a hot older dad like my friend brie her dad is so hot and every time i talk to her i'm like brie like how's your dad like i make her so uncomfortable <laughs> and like she'll put me on facetime and her dad will be in the room like oh my gosh like you didn't give me a warning like hey, <laughs> Let me go. he's like he's so married and in love with like her mom to where he like just fucking doesn't even pay me any attention and i'm like there's still know. chance i know like me and your brother brandy i'm like i don't care oh my god oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I'm the same. Like, I've always just, like, thought that old men were hot. Like, my celebrity crush that I get clowned for all the time is Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> that old man. That old blonde British man. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the same for me. I'm probably, if I really unpacked it, there's probably some kind of daddy issues there for me. Just, you know. But, but like, I love my dad. It's not, like, that kind of daddy issues. It's more, like, constant need of approval. Brandy, you're such you're, <laughs> Brandy, you're such a good girl. I want you to know that. Yeah. My love language is words of affirmation. So. <laughs> so thank you so much. Kayla, do you need me to tell you you're a good girl too? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You can tell me I'm a good girl twice. <laughs> Brandy, you're such a good girl. Oh, thank you girl. so much. <laughs> Wow, I'm preening right now. But yeah, should we should we talk about our our favorite single dads? Let's do it. Now, I do want to say that like we all ended up actually picking single dads slash guardians, but we we didn't like limit it to that. We didn't have to pick single dads. Like we could pick just guys who become dads canonically later or something mm-hmm. like that. But we all ended up picking single dads slash guardians anyway. So yeah so true we didn't limit ourselves yeah but it's kind of like what we were saying like we just kind of gravitate more just for single dads because it's like wow look at all the shit that they're doing like with my pick yeah. i think that's the reason why i'm like he didn't have to do that but then i'm like <laughs> maybe he should yeah. have like yeah i am just so far up single dad romance ass like if if anybody wants me to read a book if they tell me it's a single dad i'm like already 75 percent of the way there with being convinced yeah Yeah, I don't know. I can. My first single parent book that I ever read was Nora Goes Off Script, which is a single mother romance. But I was like, why would I want to read about kids? For so long, I was like, why would I ever want to read about kids when I'm just trying to like watch the people bone? But the interactions with children are like the best part about these books for me is like the people learning to love kids that aren't their own or like be there for somebody. Like, I don't know. I just like. I just love it so much. Um, and I, yeah, like like we were just saying, I especially love single dads. Will that make a breakup book for you guys? Like if it's single what? parent, does that like get you more excited about it or no? Uh, yes. Um, I don't really care Usually. all that much. It's not like a, it's not a deterrent in any way. Deterrent? 
Is that the right word? Deterrent. It doesn't, you know, scare me away from it, but I'm never like, oh my gosh, I need to read this because it's single, like, parent. Like, it's just there half the time, so. Okay. Got it. Usually for me, I would say, yes, it gets me more excited than, like, other tropes. Um... Like, if we're talking friends to lovers, enemies to lovers, and then, like, single parent, it's, like, above that for sure. Or or above those tropes for me, for sure. Amazing. Who wants to go first? I think Kendra should go go first first. because she already kind of talked a little bit about hers. So go ahead. My dad I'd like to fuck for this episode is none (laughs) other than Tobias Rhodes himself from All Roads Lead Here by Mariana Zapata. This is my favorite Mariana Zapata book. This man, okay, there are lots of men that I read about where I'm like, he's so hot. I definitely like would want to be like, I want to like sleep with him or like, you know, like I love admiring him or like, I think he's perfect, like for the girl that he's with. I met Tobias Rhodes and I was like, holy shit. Like that, like that is exactly what I want, who I want in a partner. Like Mm -hmm. he was just so, oh my gosh, Mm. he's so great. Like the grumpiest little man. (laughs) <laughs> ever and then you have aurora so um, how, how do i describe this book it follows this book this book is about a woman named aurora who is like recently getting out of a really long-term relationship that has that is like shrouded in a lot of secrecy like you kind of don't know what this like the extent of the relationship like how it was made up but she's looking for a place to live in colorado um and then she ends up in the hometown where her mother went missing when she was like i don't know how old like a child and so she rents a room in this guy's garage who happens to be Tobias. But Tobias didn't know that she was renting the room because Tobias's son, who's a teenager, um, his name is Amos, put the room up for, I don't know, he's the one who accepted the rental agreement. And so Tobias is like, who the fuck is living in my, like, what? But Tobias is like secretly such a good person where he's not going to kick her out. Um, and it is like this slow burn romance and you see them go from just being like landlord tenant to friends to mm-hmm. lovers <laughs> it's so cute and so good but yeah Tobias has a son named Amos who is older which I think is another thing that I really like like Brandy do you like it when the kids are younger like do you like is that like more your jam because I think that's maybe where I struggle with um single parents mm-hmm. like sometimes the kids are so like i make fun of the kid from heartless all the Ugh. time because like <laughs> sorry i like we weren't gonna get through this episode without me bringing him up um yeah i think about him all the time because i'm like he was just like so young but like so unrealistic he's, he's where, like four or five yet but he talks yeah like he's 10 so but i liked amos you guys just like work uh, each other up like no he doesn't like you guys are just sitting there like eating each he other like, no he doesn't <laughs> You guys are psychos. Um, I'm gonna anyways. go back through Heartless and like find all of his, <laughs> his. I'm, you know, I'm not right. gonna read it. I'm not um, gonna read it. Anyways, but, okay, so like, why I I just love that Amos in this book was older because I think I, he just came across the page better, and it allowed him to have an opinion about his dad's like new partner. And I feel like when the kid is younger, like. I just like that the kid was older so that they could have like a lot of agency in the story and they can like have really thought out opinions about like their parent, about who's in the parent's um, life, like their friends, everything. Like I thought Amos was just like such a cool fucking kid. Like we knew his interests and his hobbies so well. Like he wanted to be a musician, which like really worked out because Aurora herself was like really musically talented. And so like that was something that they got to bond over. 
But my favorite part about um, All Roads Lead here is it's painted at the beginning that like maybe Tobias is a single dad because it didn't work out between like him and his ex. Like that's kind of the vibe that you get. But later on, you realize that like, no, there's like really no bad blood whatsoever. And that he, um, you know, that Amos has like a step, you think it's his stepdad, but he's like, no, like that's my dad. Uh, and you find out that it's because Tobias like donated his sperm to like one of his like best friends uh, or a pair of his best friends who are a couple. And he was like, well, if I'm going to like do that, like I want to be in this kid's life. Like I want to make sure that like I'm there. And that's what I'm saying. Like he didn't have to do that, but like mm-hmm. he did and he stuck around and he like made sure to like raise him. And I want to say Tobias was also, he was in the military, I think. So like for a, right, like mm-hmm. for a big yeah. chunk of, Amos's life like he was sort of like in and out and I think like my dad was also in the military so like he also was like in and out a lot um for his work so I just like kind of related to that too of like a dad who like constantly like wants to be there but like because of their job like they just cannot um but yeah I just I love me some Tobias and he is a great dad he's a in this book he's a park ranger right yeah, he so he um, gets out of the military and then becomes a park. There's a specific word they call him. Yeah, I forget what I, it it's is. It's not specific. It's not specifically a park ranger, but yeah. it's something along those lines. Oh, is anyway. it um, game warden? Isn't that what it is? Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's a game, game warden, warden because he goes and makes sure people aren't hunting things that they shouldn't be. Yeah, and like he was just uh, always like he's just so fucking dependable, guys. Like the ways that he showed up for Aurora in this book when. Again, he, like, did not have to. Like, he did not owe this woman anything. Like, he, she was just renting a room from him. Like, he did not have to interact with her, make sure she was safe, whatever. But, like, he went out of his way to make sure of all these things. Mm-hmm. I love this man so, so, so much. Like, this is just truly such a good fucking book. Can you think of a, like, specific moment um, from this book that was very uh, uh, dilfy? of them in particular or a favorite moment from him in this book in general, I guess. Um, well, I loved at the end when they kind of, when he finds out about Aurora's past and like they get in that big fight and she like doesn't run away, but she like goes to stay at somebody else's house who she's become like friends with in this small town. And in her mind, in our mind as a reader, like you think it's over, right? Like, cause I mean, Tobias was pretty hurt learning that like, you know, she was actually married to this like, were they, I forget if they were married or not. Like it was, I forget the technicality around her ex's, um, her and her ex's relationship, but he found out that Aurora was like hiding a lot of secrets from him. And so I thought it was going to be like over for them and that like, it was going to be a long journey back um, to them getting together. But no, Tobias and Amos like both show up at this house and he's like, no, like we got in a fight. I'm so sorry. Like I handled that like completely wrong. Like I was just being really emotional. Um, but like, that's something like, that I know I have to- yeah he's like this is something like i need to work on like it's okay like we're gonna fight like this is what families do and then like he was just like he showed up like that's i think tobias's greatest quality he shows up as a dad he shows up as a friend he shows up as a lover like and when i think of a dad i'm like that's what i want in a father it's just a mature gap like he's just i mean he's it is an age gap isn't this book an age gap if i remember right yeah yeah she's in her 30s and he's in his 40s yeah so nothing like crazy but yeah he uh i was gonna say his age showed but that makes him sound really really old (laughs) but he's just yeah in his maturity in his um i guess i hope if you're that age then you're super mature anyway 
But yeah, the the maturity of not just like walking away from something like that. I think it not only showed that he will, like you said, be a good lover and partner to Aurora, but also just a good father Mm -hmm. in general to Amos. And so, uh, yeah, I love him too. What I also love about this book, because in a lot of Mariana's books, like the couple doesn't get together until like the Mm -hmm. end, like that is her specialty. But in this book, they got together, I think around like the 60-ish percent mark, um, which I really enjoyed because then we got to see them navigate uh, another struggle together as a couple and like you find out that Aurora's mom like was they find her her mom's remains and so she goes through this like really big like grieving um season in her life and that Tobias has to like be there and like uplift her through that while like also taking care of his kids still and like doing his job and um I really appreciate that appreciated that in this book because that's usually not Mariana's specialty like you they get together and it's like oh happily ever after but like they got together and they had to like go through a lot of shit in this book afterwards and i just thought it was just so well done and then and and, like they're married and like he got her pregnant and how many kids do they have were they having twins i'm probably making that up i'm probably making that up in my head they probably have twins you're reminding me yeah about that because i haven't i i read this book almost two years ago now mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, um and and I haven't read it since then but you're reminding me wasn't it like if you haven't read this book I guess slight spoiler but when they get together Ooh, like one the of their time. okay yeah one of their like um sex scenes is isn't it like at Christmas time yeah that one was so good I remember that one I remember oh my god they like trying to be quiet this? upstairs oh, Amos such a good is, one like, is so good there's two sex scenes in this, which is, like, not normal not for Mariana's yeah, not, book. Yeah. There's always usually only one, because, like, Kendra said, they get together at the extreme end of the book. So this one, you get two. Wow. No, like, two. Oh. <laughs> in, like, okay, a 500-page book. I just flipped to, like, one of my tabs. Um, and this is, like, when Rhodes is apologizing to her, and he's like, I'm sorry I was jealous. I don't give a shit about your money or your notebooks or if you never write a single word down again. And he goes, we love you. I love you because you're mine. Because being around you is like being around the sun. Because seeing you happy makes me happy and seeing you sad makes me want to do anything I have to to get that look off your face. I want you to come home. Like he fought for her. Also, like kind of switching gears, (laughs) Tobias gets a lot of shit because he um, gives... Aurora two nicknames one is Angel which is like the sweetest oh, thing yeah and the other is Buddy which is like so I remember cringy. I didn't like oh I hated it's that so, when I read it. you're like book. you're like why is he calling her Buddy like that's so like like what is the reason and then you find out it's because <laughs> he said that she reminded so him of the elf of Buddy the elf it. from the movie Elf but when you think about it isn't that such a no, dad no, thing to do it's not, like, oh. it's not like, cute it's like it's like very cringy dad humor like oh like she reminds me of this like this movie <laughs> character like I'm gonna call her buddy because the whole time you're reading you're like why is he calling this girl but he wants to sleep with buddy like she's not your fucking friend like you want to sleep with her but like I don't mind no. it as much like Angel's no. the superior somebody... one but buddy is like yes. oh yeah if somebody called me like somebody that I had a really big crush on was calling me buddy like that I would kill myself like, Jared's gonna start calling you pal. He's gonna be like, hey pal. <laughs> hey, pal. Oh my no. Oh. 
I'm at a stage in my relationship where like it feels not enough to call him my boyfriend, but we're not mm-hmm. like engaged or married or anything. So a lot of the times I just refer to him as my buddy when I'm talking to people. My buddy. <laughs> my my buddy, buddy over Daniel. there. My good buddy. <laughs> oh my maybe you and Tobias are like twinning a little bit. Yeah. Maybe you know, a little bit. You know what's crazy is I read All Roads Lead Here. Um and I think I think Tobias was my first ever, like, well, he was my first ever single dad, because I had read a couple single moms prior. He was my first ever single dad, and he was also my first, uh, he popped my nature daddy cherry, uh, because then after <laughs> Tobias came Jonah, right after I read All Roads, I had read The Simple Wild. So, yeah, he's like the know. ultimate nature daddy, because he's also a real life daddy, which is like mm-hmm. so... Like, uh, I remember my nature daddy season. It was a really fun time in my life. Yeah, because it was like, it was like all roads. Uh, We had Simple Wild. I had just read previously It Happened One Summer. So you had like Fisherman Mm -hmm. Brendan. That was a good time. Yeah, I love me some, some guys in nature. Also me, like barely goes outside. (laughs) But Kendra, do you have um, like a moment between Tobias and Amos that you think of when you think of this book, like a sweet moment between the father and son? Well, I read this a, a, a while ago, so um, I can't think of like anything specific. But when I do look back on their relationship, I just remember Amos. I mean, I remember Tobias being like the right amount of supportive for his kid, right? Like was very realistic about Amos and his dreams, but, like, still, like, bought him a guitar, like, allowed him to, like, practice his music, like, but was never, like, my son's gonna be the next big thing. Like, he was very practical, and I feel like that, to me, was, like, very nice to see. So, and again, like, Mm -hmm. just learning about all the times that he tried to be there for him and the fact that he just, like, again, he, like, did not have to be in that kid's life whatsoever, but the fact that he, like, actively chose to be his dad and, like, wanted time with him and, like, wanted him to live with him and it was just... He's just dad of the year. Yeah. I'll have to like go back and like, I now you're just, I just need to reread it. Cause like, that's how I was so saying. Good. Like this podcast has caused me to reread so many books mm-hmm. this year because we start talking about them. Like shit. Like I, I'm going to reread all roads now. Yeah. You know, I just looked though. I read this book when it was on Kindle Unlimited and I have the physical now. It's not on there anymore. It's not even on she the Kindle books on Kindle Unlimited. Well, a lot of them got picked up. Um, oh, and so right. yeah when you look it up now on the kindle store it says it's coming out in uh january of next year so you oh, can't probably get it with an ugly ass cover maybe yeah the world of winnipeg and me one I heinous like. yeah heinous who is that man yeah 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 no, it's really <laughs> ugly but i keep flipping through like my copy oh. right now and i forgot that aurora would call him like mr rhodes so Cute, hot, hot. Oh, yeah so hot that's like so love, like that's love like, tobias that's like Mariana was like, I'm gonna make this the ultimate dilf ever. Like, Mister, Mister, are you kidding me? That's like, that's a dad. If I'm calling you Mister, you better have a fucking child. Like, that's crazy. Oh, good night, Mister Rhodes. And he goes, just Rhodes is good from now on. Oh, so Do you remember hot. the scene with the tent? Mm. Where she wanted to go camping with her friends, and then they canceled last yeah, minute. So he yeah, 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 in the backyard. So, sweet. so mm-hmm. cute. And I can't. And I was like, kiss, 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 up. kiss. Ugh. My God, yeah. Yeah, yeah now I really want to write I know. I should. I should reread. And like when I read this book, like her books are chunky, so it usually takes me a while mm-hmm. to like get through them. But I want to say I, I, 
it was around the time Summer Walker's album just came out, like however long ago that was, her last one. And it was just me, this book, and that album. Like I was <laughs> off my phone, like I was trying to like stay off my phone, and I just like was so immersed. And I would just like read hundreds of pages like in one sitting. And it was like it was just such a good time. And it was like set in Colorado, which I really liked. Like mm-hmm. it was just like not like it just felt cozy and nice and sweet and romantic. And, you know, Mariana put her signature mushroom tip. <laughs> and I was like, mm. <laughs> so if, you're, if, you're at, if you're asking me, like, what I remember from these books, tip. yeah, it's it's how hot of yes. a dad Tobias was, how good he was to Aurora, uh, how good of a fa- like, father, yeah. And then it's his dick and was his in the shape. His, yeah, his mushroom tip dick, which I'm like, Mariana, <laughs> like, not every fucking man has like that shape. Like, what are you doing? Oh, anyway, thank you, Kendra. That was lovely. We love to buy. Yeah, that was a little all over the place. But if if I, I hope I represented no. Daddy Rhodes perfectly. You did. Dad of the year. Um. So my pick is Noah Barden from In a Jam by Kate Canterbury. Um, this book follows Shay who has recently uh, been left by her fiancé, and she goes um, to, well, she she discovers that her step-grandmother, who just recently died, left her this, like, tulip farm. Um, anyway, she has to go to this tulip farm, and um, she discovers that her next-door neighbor is Noah, who is a boy that she was friends with and knew in high school, and Noah... Um, is now the guardian to his niece. Uh, G- I don't know if it's Jeannie or Jenny. I can't remember how it's said in the audiobook because I haven't actually Jenny. finished the audiobook. Jenny, okay. Her full name is Imogen, but they call her Jenny. Um, so Brandy said that Cal, um, Cal, is it Callie and Luna? Callie, what? Callie and Luna? Oh, Hallie um, and Luna. Hallie, what did I, yeah, not Callie. Hallie and Luna are her fave fictional kids. Uh, Jenny's mine from In a Gym. She was just so funny. She made me laugh so much. Um, I have I physically read this book and I have the audiobook, but I haven't finished it yet because like once like I want to reread that book, I will. But um, so yeah, Jenny is Noah's niece, but he's her guardian because Jenny's mom is currently in jail, and she like went through foster care for like a short period of time before Noah took guardianship over her. So. Noah is not her biological father, but he basically acts as one. Um, And so I really love Noah. He's also kind of a grumpy guy. And I'm, I'm actually kind of glad, Brandy, that you ended up going with Meyer because I get the, when we first picked all of our dads, they were all very similar. They were all like the grumpy brooding kind of man, you know, the um, nature daddy, I guess Dex isn't a nature daddy, but you know, they were like bearded all whatever. So they all were very similar. So I'm glad that you ended up with like going with somebody else. But I really love Noah. Um, like he's kind of like thrown into this guardianship, right? Like he's not previously raised uh, Jenny before. But I think that even being thrown into that situation, he still does like an amazing job. And Jenny, you know, is like feeling um, she's like, I think she's six is how old she is in this book. Um, so she's not like, you know, super young, but she's still you know, aware enough. Um, she knows what's going on. Well, sort of like with her mom. And so she knows that, um, 
or she feels very uh, not chosen, I think. And she feels very lost a lot of the time. And so I think Noah it, like does his best to try and make her feel that, you know, he's not going to leave her. And I think that's like a big fear of Jenny's is that um, people leave her and she like is tired of being left. And um, one of my like favorite moments with specifically relating to Noah and Jenny in this book is um, when Noah, uh, or excuse me, when Jenny runs away, Noah and Shay are like out and they leave her with a babysitter. Um, but Noah makes a point that like every time that they leave Jenny with a babysitter, she like gets a little bit panicked because she thinks that like Noah is not going to come back. And so then uh, once Shay and Noah come back, they find that Jenny has gone um, and left her. And so like they have this like whole thing where they're trying to find her. But I don't know. I love that moment when he does find her and he's like just reassuring her that like, you know, I'm that I'm not you know going to leave because she's like so scared um, that she's going to be left again. And um, yeah, I just love I love their little family that they created at the end of that book especially because Shay was also so understanding of who Jenny was and how to interact with her like ADHD that she has. Anyway, love, love Noah. He's also really hot. Um, yeah. He is hot. Love him. I love the choice that Kate Canterbury made of making um, Shay a teacher because it made it mm -hmm. so much more realistic that she was able to understand Jenny's like educational needs. Cause that's how like Shay mm -hmm. kind of reenters their life is she's tutoring Jenny because they're neighbors mm -hmm. um, and she's trying to get her caught up because she missed all the school when her mom was going through legal stuff. So mm -hmm. um, I thought that was like such a beautiful way to have, to build relationship between them. I know this is a DILF episode, but I feel like any, any single parent romance, it's always like really beautiful to watch the love interest build a relationship with the kid. And I thought yeah. that was such an organic and thoughtful way for Jenny and Shay to be able to interact and build a relationship. Yeah, especially because when Jenny runs away, she goes to Shay's house. And yeah, so you can like tell that Jenny feels a real, you know, kinship and feels really strongly for Shay too, because she doesn't want either, she doesn't want Noah or Shay to leave. And so she's like, feels really strongly about both of them. She just wants to feel connected to them. And so, yeah, I love that part. And like I said, Jenny's also just really funny. Like she curses all the time. And like whenever she goes to have to do her chores, like she's always like calling the chickens like shitheads or um, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't I don't remember what it is, but there's like a scene um, when she like is told to go do all of her chores. And um, she's like, what did she say? Don't peck. Oh, I, I literally had it open. Don't peck at me, you nasty old wench. Get away from me, you stupid asshat. <laughs> Give me oh, the egg, you so shithead. She's so funny. I love her. And Noah's just like, like tries to get her to stop. But yeah. yeah. You know what else I really liked about that book was at the end, they decide to like not have any other kids, which mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just, I thought that was really nice. I mean, again, Breeder here, and I just talked about Tobias and Aurora, like they went on to have more kids and I love that. But like, I thought that was like perfect for their situation. Like they just wanted to give Ginny all the love and all the attention they, they felt like their life was already complete which is so interesting mm -hmm. because like she biologically is not theirs whatsoever I mean well she's half I don't know right. how it works with uncle whatever but right. I don't know I thought that was just so it was just so nice like they're gonna be like such a cute little cute little family in their little town 
Yeah. 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 Tulip Farm. And then what is, I already forgot. He like does a bunch of stuff. He has like a bakery and yeah. he, why can't I, th- oh, the obviously jam. He does like berries and stuff like that. Do they do like yeah. ice cream? Yeah. Like, he did, like I said, he does a bunch of stuff. Oh, he He's kind of become farm. like the the go to person in town when people need things done because his dad was that person, I believe. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So then mm-hmm. when he inherited the farm, that that he became like this go to guy in town, which I love that aspect of small town romances, like the very tropey parts of a small town romance. Like I love that. So like he's like the guy that all these like eccentric town people are like we need to set up for a farmer's market. Like we need yeah. your help. Like that kind of stuff. I, I eat that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And then again, not, this isn't, this, this is a Jill episode, but yeah, Shay and Noah, it's also the marriage of convenience book, but when they finally get together, it's they're having so sex hot. like all the time. And it's really nice. Kendra, Kendra was reading this book and she texted me one thing that happened. She's like, she, she, it's <laughs> kind of funny because whenever we like are reading books, any of us, We'll be like, guys, can I tell you something that happened in this book? Like, a, usually it's about a smut scene. And we're like, of course. And then all the people, like, all either of us have to do is just say, like, one small thing that happened during a smut scene. And we're like, sold. Downloaded. Yeah, we're like, shit, yeah. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> she so told funny. me one thing about this book. And I said, let me go yep. get it real quick. And so was I was like, that read it, like, a couple seat? next. Yes. <laughs> I, like, was not expecting that whatsoever. Yeah, it, that was, uh, Yeah. Jason Clark also narrates the yes. audiobook for Anna Jam, and he's like the perfect Noah. Like he's so good. Yes. Um, yeah. Very hot. I see now again. Like you were talking about all roads, and now I want to reread that. And now I'm like, maybe I need to continue listening to the audiobook because yeah, I want to listen. There are some scenes in this book that I really need to hear Jason, Jason Clark narrate. kayla was this like the first when we decided to do a dilf episode was this the first one that popped into your head or were you debating others like what why did you pick noah over i i was debating others um because i again like i wasn't sure if i actually wanted to do like a single dad slash guardian or if i wanted to do just like somebody who becomes a dad like later in a book or later in a series um i was debating between actually noah and rake from Lizzie Blake's Best Mistake, mm. who who isn't a dad at the beginning of the book, right? But he becomes a dad because the book is an accidental pregnancy, so none of that is a spoiler. But um, I think I like Noah a little bit better than I like Rake. I just think Noah is very... Um, in terms of, of being a dad, obviously we see more of him being a dad than we do Rake. Not that Rake is a bad father. I don't think he is. I think he's an amazing father. But I, yeah, we just see more of him being a dad and I liked his journey too with um Shay and I felt like he was very communicative um and yeah he I I I love Noah I think I would rather be with Noah than I don't know why I'm making this competition between Rake and Noah because I really like both of them but <laughs> Noah is more for me than you don't want the like hot Australian yeah but accent. now that I'm saying yeah yeah but that's really hot too right he's Australian yeah that's that's pretty nice huh there's he's a really good to Lizzie. Blake. You right? Like there's a scene from he's Lizzie very Blake good to Lizzie. about all the time. Yeah, like you said, like Rake isn't like my favorite like hero. Like I'm not like mm-hmm. foaming at the mouth over him, but um, it's the scene when they're like in her bedroom and he's just like reassuring her in her childhood bedroom, 
and oh, he's just like reassuring her of like everything and like such a good scene. Yeah, you're right. Maisie Eddings did such a good job writing that. Like I was I, shook. I will say too that there's a really good scene between Noah and Shay when Shay runs into like her ex and she's really shaken up oh, after yeah. that. There's also a good scene with Noah where he's also really like reassuring her. Not like because she, um, Shay I think has always had issues with like body image and things like that and so not only is he just reassuring her that he's like you know literally obsessed with her but just like her mind and everything else too like he loves that and so I love that hi Casper (laughs) but anyway oh yeah I just love that Noah we all we all love men obsessed right and um I know that like a woman doesn't need a man telling her all these things but I think that he like I said, was really communicative about how he felt about Shay and how he is always reassuring her of how much not only does he find her beautiful and sexy and whatever, but he also just loves who she is too. And so I love scenes like that. And I have to stop now because Casper is, will not shut up. I love my dog. I promise you guys, he's just the worst. Yeah. In a jam is such a good one. Um, I had it on my TBR forever after these two read it and loved it. And then when I saw the audiobook with Jason Clark, I was like, snatchies. I read it immediately or listened to it rather. I guess I'll go now. Um, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that I was really, really, really close to bringing Dex from Ignite by Melanie Harlow, 100% influenced by the fact that I just reread it. And it was just so good. And I really love that book. And like I said, Hallie and Luna are my faves. But I realized as I was finishing that reread, everything that irks me about that book, which again, I still love that book, but is Dex. (laughs) Um, Like, I just think Winnie is the best. I relate to her character a lot. Like, she just really, really wants to, like, find the love that she deserves and, like, be loved in a way that, that feels worthy of the feelings that she is able to provide other people. I really don't. I found zero faults with Winnie through that whole book, and I love the kid. So I realized that everything that pisses me off about that book is related to Dex. So I was like, let me just go to a tried and true Dilf. Now, I couldn't talk about Heartless again because I feel like I've talked about that book probably every single episode since we've started recording. We would also clown you because of how we feel about Luke. So, yeah, whatever. You guys love (laughs) that book. Don't even. But, um, (laughs) but, uh, Meyer Harrigan from Funny Feelings by Tara DeWitt is one of my favorite single dads ever. I love him so much and I think he is such a great character. Um, so yeah, Funny Feelings by Tara DeWitt is about Meyer and Farley, who goes by Fee is her nickname, and they meet by chance one day at a comedy club and Meyer was like a really well-known stand-up comedian and writer uh and then once his daughter hazel was born he like really stopped performing publicly and stopped acting um he continued to write and that's how he makes a living is he's like a writer and a a comedy writer in la but he stopped performing and he sees fee and they meet and she's like please like let me like do a set for you because she's also a comedian she recognizes him immediately because she's a fan. He's like 10 years older than her. So she was watching his stuff when he she was younger. And 
she's like, please let me perform for you. And like, I would love some tips or feedback or whatever. So he watches her perform one night and becomes her manager. Um, that night, uh, he like, he doesn't, he's not a manager. B is his only client. Um, uh, and there's like initial attraction there for him for sure. And like, of course she finds him hot, but he's like a celebrity to her. So she doesn't think it's very realistic at first, but then over the course of him being her manager, um, they developed this like really beautiful friendship and, yeah and then it it bounces back and forth between past and present and you watch their friendship develop and how they met and then you watch them currently when they are thrust into a PR relationship because Fee is going to be touring with two really 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 well known um, female comedians and these two female comedians are both already quite famous and they both have like things outside of this show that are making them famous. One of them is dating an NFL star and that's like kind of a big deal. And the other one is, I think one of them is based off of um, Ali Wong. She's like, she like does bits about being a mom and being pregnant and like performs pregnant. Like that's her thing. Um, she's like, yeah. So that was the vibes I got. And then, yeah. So they were like, Fee, we would like really love for you to just be in like a PR relationship for the length of the tour to like drum up some excitement about it. So they pitch one of the NFL players teammates and Myers like no 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 no. I'll do it Uh, I'll be her fake boyfriend and they're like this is perfect because everybody's gonna be talking about Meyer Harrigan again and whatever so they're fake dating and then it's a romance book so they fall in love but yeah so that's kind of like the plot but obviously throughout this Meyer is a single dad to Hazel who at Hazel's death and that's like a really beautiful part of this book is like Fee went to ASL school when she was younger because she had really bad ADHD and her therapist suggested to her mom that doing something with her hands, learning to speak with her hands would be really beneficial for her developmental growth or whatever. So Fee is fluent in ASL and that's one of the things that endears her to Maya really, really early on is she just immediately has this really sweet relationship with Hazel because Fee is really funny and she really loves Hazel. So they get along great and that's like how their friendship is so beautiful is like the three of them do stuff together all the time, just as friends. Like when uh, Meyer is her manager and Hazel's really funny too. She's really sweet and she's really, really smart. Uh, And yeah, so that's like a really nice part of the book. And like, there's times, obviously Meyer is fluent as well. He taught himself ASL when he found out that uh, Hazel was deaf and there's like little moments, even when Hazel's not there, where B and Meyer will be signing to each other, like when they're in a group of people. So nobody else mm-hmm. knows what they're t- saying to each other. And it's, I don't know, it's really sweet. So cute. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. How yeah, old, is, how old is she? I don't remember. Hazel's 10 in the book. So okay. they, de- they definitely, now that I'm saying that, I think he's only been her manager for like three or four years because Hazel, I think, was like six when they met or something like that. I don't didn't, know. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, didn't. Didn't um, Fee meet Hazel at like her birthday party or something like yeah, that? Yes. So they met at this comedy club because yeah. Fee just got fired from the comedy club yeah. the night before because she went up and did a set without anybody's permission. She's a bartender. Um, and she went up and did a set. And they were having uh, Hazel's birthday party because it was raining. Like the one day in LA it rained. Mm-hmm. They were going to go to a water park for Hazel's birthday. Um, mm-hmm. But Meyer was like panicking, trying to find something for them to do for their birthday. So they went to this comedy club before it opened and they were just like hanging out and whatever. And the party was kind of a wash. All the kids wanted to go to this water park. And then Fee showed up and um, all of Hazel's friends are from her school. So the majority of them are 
deaf as well, um, or at least partially. And so B shows up and is just like hanging out with all of them and entertaining all of them and making them laugh and smile and having fun. And yeah, Meyer that night was like, I will do anything for her. So he's like, I will absolutely show up to watch your show because she's like begging him to see her set. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, uh, there's a lot of really, really great moments between B and Meyer. I really want Kendra to read this book. So I won't do a ton of like, like some of my favorite parts of this book. Like, I don't want to say because like they like punched me in the gut the first time that I read them because they were just so fucking sweet. But some of like the reasons I think Meyer is just such a good dad is he's just like always thinking about Hazel and because they're doing this tour eventually and they're doing like a couple shows and traveling or whatever and Meyer is just always thinking about like I don't want to leave Hazel for too long they're they're lucky enough to have um a, a living na- or a nanny who can stay over at their house when they're when they need it's Bee's friend Marissa actually who they meet through Bee um and so he thankfully has a support system, but uh, he's just always like, I don't want to leave Hazel for too long. And yeah, he's just really, really protective of her, which is, is really sweet. Um, and I think this is like, this book has like the perfect single parent relationship to me. And this is going to sound a little brutal, <laughs> but unless like the relationship between the, the other parent in a single parent romance is like a plot point this is perfect for me because it was a very casual, like one night thing. They slept together and then she contacted Meyer and was like, I'm pregnant. Like you don't have to be a part of it if you don't want to, but I'm keeping it. And he was like, no, like I absolutely do want to be a part of it. Um, But he like spent their entire, the entire pregnancy, like assuming that, you know, he's going to be a co-parent and then she died from complications of childbirth. Um, so it was, yeah, she's like, so it was like, obviously very sad because they had built this relationship while she was pregnant, of course, but like they were never in love. Um, and they never like, were going to be a family together. Like they were going to co-parent and they were going to be, you know, whatever. But then all of a sudden, yeah. And he went through this huge bout of like, I don't think it's postpartum depression if it's the person who's not giving birth, but he went through this huge depressive episode right when hazel was a baby because he was a single dad like he never anticipated that part of it like he was anticipating being a co-parent um with hazel's mom and it just yeah it was like he spent the first part of hazel's life just in constant fear that he was messing everything up and he was doing everything wrong and then when he found out that she was not hearing like that he was just so scared and protected of her like he just wanted to do everything right so he was teaching himself another language while you know trying to teach her this language and I just he's just such a great dad um and he just loves Hazel more than anything and there's this line in the book uh where he talks about the first time that he saw her he just loved her so much that he knew that he would do anything to be the kind of dad that she deserved and it's just really beautiful yeah I really I really like this book I read it earlier this year on audio and I definitely recommend it on audio. I think it was really well done. And I also think that um, sometimes I'm like iffy on comedians in books in general. Like sometimes it just doesn't co- come across on the page super well. But I think that the audio really helped sell it better. I haven't um, listened so to the I audio really liked yet. It. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah. There's, there's like, I struggle with comedy in books as well. Um, I imagine that if the if you get the right audiobook narrator, it could really add to the to the effect of mm-hmm. it all. Definitely. 
one scene I think about a lot from this book for like a dad moment as well is there's this part where they're Marissa, who's like the nanny who looks after Hazel a lot. Cause um, I believe Marissa and Fee met at ASL school. So they're both fluent in ASL. Um, and they're going over to Meyer and Hazel's house for Thanksgiving one year. And Meyer's like pretty stoic. I wouldn't call him grumpy, but he's just like a really stoic dude, very serious. And it's it's a funny juxtaposition because he's a comedy writer. So it's cute. Like Fee is very much like sunshine. But I don't think I'd call Meyer grumpy, but he's just very stoic. Um, so they're going over for Thanksgiving and they walk in, um, but nobody heard them knock because the music is at full volume and they walk in. And Meyer and Hazel are dancing in the kitchen together and singing while they're cooking dinner. And you would, with everything we know about Meyer up until this point in the book, you'd think he'd be caught dancing with Hazel and be all embarrassed. But they walk in and then they see Hazel and Meyer look over and see them and they just like keep dancing and singing. And like, it's just the two of them cooking Thanksgiving dinner in the kitchen together. And it was, yeah, I don't so know. Sweet. Yeah. He's such a good dad. He's a really good dad. And he's really hot too. Like he's got like this kind of like longish salt and pepper hair. Yeah. And he's 10 years older than Fee. And yeah, he's just like, ah. It's like right up your alley, Kendra. I need that. Maybe this makes me just like a little bit of a perv, but I love it in age gap books where these men are like, oh, like I shouldn't be thinking about her like that. Like she's so young and whatever. Like, I don't know. I think it's so hot. Like it's so good, course. right? Yeah, so like there's it's a moment. good when the person is above 18 years old, not oh my god, perfect, perfect segue. Father of the year, truly, Zeus Garrow is not Zeus Garrow, he did not raise his children. Oh, he really did for a portion, but for a portion, he didn't raise his kid. He was locked up, Seven he can't raise years. a kid from jail. No, that's the sorry, the I years. love Zeus, but I don't think he's father of the year. I'm just trying to get under Kayla's skin because she hates Zeus so much. And I just think he's like so fucking, he's just like such a good. What kind of woman would Lulu be without him is what we have to right? ask. He was, like I said, he was always raising someone. It just was never his biological child. Oh my God. It was the love of his life. Let's move on. What else do you have to say about Meyer Brandy? Um. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just, there's. <laughs> I just think he's really funny and talk about boy obsessed like he's obsessed with Fee. Yeah. And now and like now that we're talking about it, I'm so incorrect um about he's been her manager, I believe, for two years. You, you um, keep you keep uh, I said ten decreasing it. <laughs> I said like eight initially. Like that is ridiculous. Hold on, let me find out. Well, you know those memes that are like a person asking me like what the book I just read was about and it's like no thoughts, like head empty. That's me with every single yes. book ever. Like I can tell you how it made me feel. I can't tell you like every single right. exact scene. But do you know someone who's really good at that? Kimmy from At Kimmy's Books. She can tell you like in detail like scenes from books that she has read like years ago. Like I was talking to her once about Josh and Hazel's uh, Guide to Not Dating and she, rec- I had just finished the book. Keep this in mind. And she was like, "Oh yeah, do you remember that one scene when they?" Did it? You were like, I was like, "How do you like remember that? Like I, that already went out of my brain. Like that's crazy." Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm such a dumbass. It was like less than two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, sorry. They, yeah, she was her manager for like the last two years. 
mm-hmm. almost two years. It's okay. I yeah. It's whenever we <laughs> whenever we get ready for recording and we have to like pick something and it's been a book that I haven't read or thought about in like a long time. I'm like, what happened? Like I have to really think about it to remember. I have to usually go back and reread parts of the book. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is like such a good one. I love that book. I I. Kendra, it's on Hoopla, available to download immediately. So look at you telling me to go to a library app. Yeah, wow. yeah. I'm like, this comes so Hoopla girly now. So I know. I'm proud. I've of not you. been able to get no, anything I... from Libby. You guys, it's all been on Hoopla. Really? That's it's because like of the wait. Thirty-six time. week wait, two-year wait. Um, I have so... never seen that in my life. On <laughs> with I've had long waits. With Libby, I have found that like. I use it more for the books that like I wanted to read a year ago or two years ago that like I never got around to. And that's what's been really helpful. And then sometimes we'll give you like a skip the line pass. Um, You can't keep the book for as long when you skip the line, I think, but it does help you get some of those newer releases a lot sooner. So I just keep that in mind. I just like Libby's interface is just nicer to me than it's, it's much nicer hoopla's. than hoopla's um I, yeah hoopla i can't just like browse very easily on um mm-hmm. i have to, i like search specific titles on hoopla yeah. yeah yeah i was gonna say do you guys have any honorable mentions for lauren some of your favorite dads oh yeah <laughs> so fast lauren hell's a good one he's such a good dad um noah slade from the dirty air series I love him as a dad so much. Like, any reformed playboy turned into a dad is just always, like, it's going to warm my heart every single time. Um, You mentioned Lauren Hale. I have to mention Mr. Connor Cobalt, the king of the Cobalt Empire, with his seven children. So, thank you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Right? Kind of not that. I mean, never mind. Let me say that. I don't know what that (laughs) means for me. He lets her eat like he literally lets her eat like sugar at all times, and I get the point of that. Loves chocolate cake, and I get the point of that of like, oh, like Daisy had a very restrictive diet growing up, so like they want Sully to eat whatever, right? Like you need to at least force her to eat a vegetable every now and then. Like I don't care, she's pissing gold. Like I know, Mm -hmm. like it has to smell so bad. (laughs) Anyways, um. Yeah, I just it's her dad's so Kendra that you love. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I texted this to Kayla when we were talking about this episode, and I was like, uh, "This is a major, major, major. Well, it's not that major. Spoiler oh, for the, Lessons in Chemistry." Uh, and oh, I was like, "Oh, no. I was like, Calvin, what a great dad he could have been." <laughs> He could have been a great dad. Um, oh fuck! Hey, yeah. yeah. Who are my other other dads? Oh, I really like um, uh, and before I let go by Kennedy Ryan Josiah. Mm-hmm. He pisses oh, me yeah, off a lot in that book. But yeah. as a dad, like them as parents, phenomenal. Like Kennedy Ryan, like <laughs> she made them the world's most gentle, like black parents, like because like. There are just things like like growing up in a black household that like you just cannot say or do, and those kids were allowed to say and do everything. Like they were some badass kids. It was the it was, was the daughter. Like, the, the well, son yeah, was the, like the son angel. was sweet. The son was sweet. It was the daughter, but like she was just yeah. so bad and like so defiant. 
Um, and I was like, if my mom, this sounds so bad, but like my mom would have beat my ass if I did like half of the shit that she did in that book. Not even half, like a quarter of the shit that she did in that book. But she just made them like the best parents. And I think it was just really, it was just really good how she did it. So yeah. Speaking of Kennedy Ryan, Hookshot is a single dad romance. I thought about bringing Keenan Ross today. Um, a huge plot point in that book is them navigating their very public, very messy divorce because he's an NBA star. Um, and so it's like a very, it's a huge plot point in that book. And it's really beautiful to see how much Keenan loved his daughter. Um, we talked about All Roads. That's like, I think, Mariana's main single parent romance. But I think Mariana's most underrated book, and I haven't read Mariana's Prada in forever. Granted, she hasn't come out with a book in forever. Well, she had that superhero book that came out. uh, Yeah, well, I I never read that. Um, (laughs) uh, I think her most underrated and probably, if it's not my favorite, it's definitely in my top two books of Mariana's Prada is the best thing which is a, she's a single mom, but it's like a secret baby situation. Um, he doesn't know. And I, his name is Jonah, Jonah Collins. He's from New Zealand. So he's got, he's like a rugby player. I love that book. I think everybody should read that book by Mariana. It's a great, great single parent romance. And so they're like learning how to parent together. I love that book. It's so good. Um, I think Wait For It Too is a really good like mm, guardian mm book and like seeing dallas like also love to learn even learn to love vanessa's kids or her the people her guardians is really nice wait for it's really good i forgot how good that book is the bluff by willa nash is one of my favorite single dad romances again age gap grumpy single dad it's my bread and butter can i put life's too short by abby jimenez because he's like He's like, he becomes a dad. <laughs> like, yeah. he's like helping raise this kid that like is not his. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's so good ben, at it. He's just the sweetest. Yeah, if we talk, if we're just talking about single parent romances in general where they do become a dad, then like River, River Pena. Oh, yeah. He's great. Knox Eden. He's great. Knox Eden. River is such a good one. Like that is, that is such a good book. It is. I it really is. love that book so much. And like being the true love experiment, being dual POV, I feel slightly you cheated feel sli- that I yeah. didn't get yeah. the soulmate equation in dual POV. Yeah. True love experiment. Yeah. Connor is a single dad in this book. And I feel like I like knew that in the back of my head, but for some reason I totally like forgot when I started this book. And so when it like said that he had a kid, I was like, oh, so fun. Love that. And her, um, Stevie, Connor's kid, she's so sweet. And she's friends with Juno. And so it's like really nice to be able to like see them. Oh, they're so sweet. I love them. Yeah. Oh my god. He's, and he's the, a great dad. All throughout so the all throughout the true love experiment, anytime they talk about Juno's parents, they talk about Juno's dad, Juno's parents, so sweet, Juno's dad yeah. River. Ugh. Oh my god. It makes my heart burst. Um, who are your favorite dads that became dads like in epilogues and stuff? Because for me, Declan Kane, love that he's a dad oh. now. Oh, like, yeah. He mm-hmm. kept Iris pregnant. Oh, my God, that poor girl. Like, <laughs> I mean, love that for her <laughs> more than Mary. But I was like, whoa, he did not waste any time <laughs> getting her knocked yeah. up. Uh, Daniel Grant, Alexis herself, said before they even, like, 
um oh, i know you're gonna say but she said she said that he would make such a good daddy and he he's because that's when she daddy, thought that she, sure. they would never like that's when she thought they would never have a future because she was like Daniel yeah great what a great dad no daniel grant what a, what great, a great daddy, daddy he someday. would be yeah something like oh so sweet oh um jonah uh yeah yeah and he wanted kids so bad he wanted a kid so bad with kala and so yeah he never used to think Cal- about that shit until he got with her. Yeah, yeah. And Kala even has a moment in, I think it's in the first book. Is it the first book where he's like holding somebody else's baby? Oh, yeah, because like, like they just like, had the baby. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, he'll be a really good dad too. I love those moments. They're just the best. I'm sorry. I feel like I can't shut the fuck up about this series recently. Um, but from the Winter Mages of Mistral, the Winter King, there, there's. They have babies in that blog. They have twins. Aww, the whole book sweet. is about them needing to produce an heir because hot their kingdoms. Yeah, it's like a historical Ooh, fantasy romance. Nice. So they like it's all about it's it is Kendra. I how am I just reading this right now? The breeder and you would fucking love that. Like <laughs> they spend the entire book yeah. being like, we have to make a baby. They're just fucking all the time. Speaking of needing to breed, I haven't actually read twins. this book, but I've watched the show and it has a book. Kendra, do you know what I'm going to say? Queen Charlotte? Yeah, King George, obviously. Yeah. They have what a 15, good dad. Ki- 15 kids. <laughs> Brandy. They had 15 kids. And, but, you oh, know, it's 13. like really... <clears throat> Is it 15? Well, cause two of, they have 15, but two of them die. Oh. Yeah. Um, but it's so... You know what's so cool about Queen Charlotte and King George? He never took a mistress as king. Which was like unheard of back then. Wow, like, he bare loved Charlotte He's so so good. But like, I'm so, like, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know. I know like he and and they like shared a bed, which was also really unheard of they had, back then too. Like, yeah, they had so, all legitimate children. Bro, he's st- there's an edit of King George set to I think it's Pussy Power. I watch it <laughs> all the time. Like, like the way he like he's so attracted to her. Like the way he bites her lips. Yes. Bro, he fucks her so good, Brandy. They fuck in a bathtub. They fuck uh, everywhere. They, fuck of, they almost table. fuck in front of everybody. Yeah, it was. It's oh god, it's so good. And her first time was just so. I'm very, very good sweet. with friends. I need sweet. him, guys. I need him so bad, or I need them together in real life. Like I try not to ship real life people anymore, because like that can lead to some very toxic fandom behavior. They have brought me out of retirement. Like I need them to be like, obsessed with no, her. I, I, I have watched yeah. so many interviews. He, is. he like he, the way he looks at her. Like <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like, um, their real life names are Corey and India. They said Corey and India went to the Kerry Washington and Tony Goldwyn School of Chemistry. Because like <laughs> that is how, that is how into one another they are. That is so. Funny. They did a photo shoot where like her foot is in his mouth. I've seen that. Yeah. Hot. Wait, what? There's a photo shoot of them. You probably have. It's like the one of them on the couch, and like she has her fro out, and like it's. I can. I'll Maybe. find it and send it to you. But yeah, I'm like down bad over over them. So yeah, Queen Charlotte and King George, tons of kids. He's a. I mean, I can't speak for how great of a father he was. He had some difficulties, obviously, with his mental health when it comes to raising his kids. But whew, did he want a lot of them? And he made sure they <laughs> they had a lot. Um, another dad that becomes a dad later on in a bonus chapter. Uh, Gus. Gus Everett. Yeah. 
Guys, you yes, just know that Gus in January are going to be, like, the most annoying-ass parents on planet Earth. Like, that kid is going to be, like, they're going to be the most involved parents ever. Like, every school function, every... They're like, going to be in be, the aisles with yeah, the video camera. Yeah, like, they're going to be the best fucking parents. And I'm just, like, so happy that, like, he can finally be a dad and, like, be the dad that he, like, never got to have himself. Which and I think, he's like... choose back- his kid every time. yeah. Literally, and, like, I forgot to mention this talking about Tobias, but Tobias had such a shitty relationship with, like, his own dad, and I think that that was, like, another reason as to, like, why he wanted to be so involved in Amos's life and, like, not repeat the past, and I find that a lot in, like, um, books where parenting is, like, a, a plot point, like, it's usually, they always dissect the role that they had with their previous parent and them trying to, like, course correct. Yeah, because even in, like, in a jam like she had such a shitty relationship with her mom mm-hmm. and so she tries mm-hmm. to like not be that way with jenny even though jenny like wasn't her kid so just so good we love our daddies oh, happy father's day um happy father's day everybody <laughs> yeah to all the mothers listening for father's day just give the fucking kids to the dad make him be a dad on father's day like go don't do anything today like <laughs> like make him do his one role um but if you're a single daddy and you're listening, I am very much single. And you're listening. You can slide into our DMs at Bring Your Own Pod. Yeah, I'd be a great stepmom. I am currently willing to move. So um, <laughs> if you just want to fund my travels. I think, our, I think our demographic is literally like 1% male for the listeners. So, And that 1% can be the hot single daddy of my dreams. It could, it could so. be, but, you know, likelihood is really small. Kayla, like, do you just, like, do you want me to be alone forever? I'm sorry. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to be realistic. I'm trying to help you. I just don't want you to be let down. That's all. I love you, so I don't want you, you We're know. supposed to be in delusion together. Um, okay, guys, I don't sorry. know if you've looked sorry. in our message request on the Bring Your Own Pod Instagram, but there's a couple sugar daddies offering to pay for our oh, lifestyles well. in there. Kendra, hey. why, don't, why haven't you said anything to those guys? Um, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm taking okay, my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta play a little hard to get. Sprinkle, sprinkle. There you go. <laughs> I fucking love that woman so much. Sprinkle. <laughs> All right. Uh, amazing. Stay tuned, you guys, for the next episode when Kendra tells us how her single daddy search is going. Yes. And we'll see you then. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>